Hi, welcome to A Moment with M&MJ. Hey, welcome everybody. Mike Ryder here and... Mary Jo Ryder. The beautiful and talented Mary Jo. <laughs> hey, thanks for the introduction. You're welcome. So thank you for joining us. We have a Jasper story to share with you guys today, and so we're excited about that. Yes, absolutely. Do Get you, after it, girl. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> do you want to take... You kind of started it. Well, it's both of us, but... Those of you who do know about Jasper know that he's kind of like our baby. He's about like maybe a 1,300-pound baby. <laughs> but when he was born, he was born here. And six hours after he was born, we had to euthanize his mother. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of our little pet baby project. So he's got a really, just a really strong place in our heart and a really strong connection with him because of that. Yeah, so, and he's very connected to us also because, yeah. you know, we kind of raised him, or right. we did raise him with help of family, and mm-hmm. he uh, he definitely knows. And for a long time, like his first couple of years, he was he was very attached to us. I mean, to a oh, point man. where, you know, we really couldn't go out of the house with him, out him knowing in the pasture that we'd come out of the house, and he wanted to be up close by us. Yeah, so. and then he would come running away from the other horses, and then, you know, and he just wouldn't eat grass and everything like that. Not that that was a huge deal, but he just would rather be with us. Right. You know, so. But we've been through quite a bit with that big fella, and it was September 26th. Yes, September 26th. It was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had a late appointment. And you were just starting to work on that Correct. dog. And I decided that we decided that I'd go out and start throwing some hay to the horses and maybe start on chores and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I go outside and Jasper's laying down. I'm like, eh, it's not such a big deal. Sometimes he'll do that. He'll just lay down and take a snooze. So I go up with carrots. We normally give him a carrot treat. And I go up and he is, he is not interested in carrots at all. He mm-hmm. didn't get up when I got up there. So I go into the pen and he's just laying there, just kind of really lethargic and stuff like that. And we had just bought these little two-way radios and I got on the radio with Mary Jo and I said, hey, you might want to start praying for this horsey. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, what's up? Well, he's just not himself. Well, then it wasn't too long and then he got up and then he just kind of went and stood with his head in the corner, still didn't want his carrots. And normally that horse is a carrot chewing coyote. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, let me add him. So, yeah, I came up to the house and then uh, came down and kind of briefed you on what was going on. And then we started talking and then you started just, you know. Well, I started sharing some thoughts that I'd had. I was mm-hmm. still working on the dogs. We were still grooming the dog and didn't feel that we were in a position to leave the dog because the client right. was coming back at a certain time. No, we had to finish the dog. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I felt, I think we both felt very peaceful. You know, we felt like we were going to give the situation to God and that we weren't going to be just rushing out to do what all we could do. Right. Say in the, in the natural, not that we didn't want to do things in the natural, but we weren't in the position to just run right out there. And, right. And when Mike left, Jasper, he was standing, he was up and it wasn't like, he didn't look like he was trying to roll. Mm -hmm. So we, just because of the assumption that there was a possibility that he was colicking, Mm -hmm. which is a situation in horses on occasion where either their stomach can uh, turn and twist and, or they could have an impaction somewhere in their digestive system or their intestines can kind of twist and cause 
you know, a, um, a blockage. Yeah. A blockage where, well, obviously, cause it, depending on how much it it's twisted, twists, I guess, yeah. how dramatic that blockage is and mm-hmm. can stop them. And then they either need surgery or they need to be walked and, and walk through it. You can give some, sometimes you can give some olive oil and get them to walk through it. Or a lot of times they actually pass because of the severity of it, which is actually what happened to Jasper's mom. Mm-hmm. So in this time that I was in the house thinking about things and asking God, I started to kind of ponder, meditate a little bit that if Jasper would have died, I believe he was the fourth horse. He would have been the fourth horse in my life that would have colicked. And, and died from it. And yeah, I mean, I mean, we're just thinking about this situation. And I said, I asked Mike, I said, let's, let's do what we know to do spiritually as far as making sure that nobody in my generation has spoke a curse, either on purpose or unbeknownst over horse ownership, say in my life, Mm -hmm. or even in parts of our family, we kind of just extended it. And we pled the blood of Jesus, asked for all of those curses or or if they did it on purpose, ties or spells, that right. type of thing, mm-hmm. that they be canceled. That's what we did. And then we started to, I said, let's also, let's speak out scripture. Mm-hmm. And Mike had his um, phone, I think, and looked up, but he's got his Bible here now and has the scripture that we we went to. You know, just a, a little side note. If you don't have the Bible memorized, Google helps. <laughs> <laughs> so we found uh, Deuteronomy 28.4, and it says, Bless shall it be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your beasts, which he is definitely the fruit of our beast because he was out of one of our horses. Right. Okay. The increase of your cattle and the young of your flock. And we're like, okay, we can stand on that. Because that's, we got skin in the game on that. Yeah, so. it's scripture that we can read. Mm-hmm. It's scripture. The Holy Spirit and the angelic help is really going to work off of the word. So mm-hmm. when you speak the word over a situation, that is, there's victory in that. We've talked before, but something that we've said before too is that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Right. Proverbs so, eighteen twenty one. And that's, I mean, it, that's basically what it says. Well, it, it could say it different, but it does. Do you want to read it? <laughs> but life and death are in the power of the tongue. That's the, the and those who love it will eat its fruit. Yeah. So those are things. And you know, it's interesting. I, I apologize, but just expounding on that in the Amplified, it says those who love it will eat the fruit of death or death or life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you will eat the fruit of what you speak. We called the, I mean, I think we sent a text to the client and tried to, you know, we were kind of looking, how long is it going to take us to get this dog done? Mm -hmm. We're going to try to get it set up so she could be here basically as as soon as possible. And she got here as soon as possible as she Mm -hmm. could after work, which was great. So we got the dog going home Mm -hmm. and we looked up to the pen and Jasper was laying down, but his head was up. Mm -hmm. So we, I just, I think both of us, we were really peaceful. We kind of given this you know, we'd, we'd spoken word over it. We really felt, I think we really felt pretty good. Yep. So we bet after the client left, we went, came in the house. And like I said, we also wanted to do what we would know to do in the natural, which I would go up. This would be my plan. Go up, get Jasper out of the pen, start walking him around, start Mm -hmm. giving him some olive oil, 
decide if, you know, we wanted to also get veterinarian help or Mm -hmm. if we felt like it was, you know, where we could just walk him through it Mm -hmm. and have it be a minor deal and not, and not a big deal. Mm -hmm. So we get, which it didn't take us that long to, to do this. I don't think we gathered our stuff and went up. I also grabbed a stethoscope because I, I have a stethoscope. So we get up to the pen and I'm opening the gate and looking in at Jasper and he's on his side and his head is on the ground flat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's flat. I said hi to him. I said, Jasper's boy. I said, Jasper, and he nickered at me, just this really low, precious nicker. And I kind of started to cry then because okay. on a visual, on a natural look, just yeah. looking at Jasper, things looked, I would say, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So we were seeing, I'm, I'm just going to share a little bit what what we were seeing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Unless you want to go into that. Well, no, he was, I mean, you were trying to get a halter on him. He couldn't be, couldn't even pick his head up. Right. You know, and he was, his coat was really dingy and, and just grubby looking and everything. His eyes were glazed over. Uh, they were kind of starting to sink into the back of his head a little bit. His belly was just huge. I mean, you checked him for gut sounds and didn't have any, you know, one of the things that I noticed as I walked up to him was the flies that were on him. Oh, he was just covered with flies. And, yeah, they were wow. kind of like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And also, his legs were kind of out to his side. I mean, he didn't look like, you know, when we're talking about his belly was big, it's not like he was looked like an animal that you see on the side of the road that mm-hmm. has died like two, two to four days ago. It doesn't right. look like that. It just looked larger than normal. Right, right. So... But his legs were still. Mm-hmm. I don't think his tail moved the whole time that we were out there. Nope. And I think you shared about the mouth thing. So the flies were kind of like crawling in his mouth. Uh, his his kind of his lips are kind of starting to you know do. There this was some thing. separation, like yeah. his mouth wasn't shut. Right. And his breathing was a lot had dropped off a lot. And so then I went around and I listened to his belly sounds, and mm-hmm. there was none. Right. Which is about. And I was, I had already actually started crying when he nickered at me. So we were crying, we were praying, we cursed the spirit of death, right, Mm -hmm. right at that moment when I didn't hear anything happening in his Mm -hmm. belly. Mm -hmm. So we cursed the spirit of death, right, agreed, I mean, we both did it. Well, I was kneeling down beside him and just kind of, you know, just kind of petting him a little bit. And I put my hand on his neck and was trying to feel his pulse in his neck. And it was like weak, almost non-existent and really thready. Just every now and again, you'd feel a heartbeat and stuff like that. And here's one thing that was critical that we never did. We never spoke out of our mouth. This horse is going to die. He's, he's practically dead. I mean, yes, the thoughts were there. But we took those thoughts captive. We were praying. We were speaking you know, life into him and believing God, but we never did let that come out of our mouth, which I think is pretty critical. I think that had a huge yes bearing on the outcome. Absolutely. That and that we both agreed, you know, on in cursing the spirit of death and mm-hmm. telling it to go. Mm-hmm. It came out of my mouth first, yes. but Mike jumped on right away totally. and spoke it out. And I believe the Holy Spirit told you that you needed to fight. Yeah, I was I was not, you know, actively praying outwardly. 
Does that make sense? Not vocalizing prayer. But inwardly, I was listening for the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Because when I, when I prayed and spoke, I wanted it to be what he wanted to have said, mm-hmm. okay, and prayed. And right when you said you cursed, right when you said I cursed, cursed the spirit of death, it was like, boom, it just exploded on the inside of me. I looked at Jasper and I pointed at him and I said, I curse you spirit of death. Get off my horse right now in Jesus name. And that was all I said. And we kept praying. Yeah. We didn't see, like, this whole time in the pen with Jasper was maybe 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see a change right away. So we kept praying. We had our hands on him, talking to him. And yeah. the other thing that I did speak out of my mouth was any twist to of his intestines to untwist Mm -hmm. i spoke for his intestines to untwist yep so i would say maybe two minutes after that i don't even think it was that i don't even think it was two minutes well it might have been around there yeah Yeah. and all of a sudden this horse (sighs) (sighs) yeah and then still stayed laying there yep but then and then so we also we have a veterinarian friend and so mike had taken about 20 paces i think away from the pen because we were going to call basically to see if she wanted to help us you know just end his life probably sooner than it was going to happen on its own which we didn't say it in that manner though we just said you know what we need to just call jill yeah yeah we we just just need need to to call yeah so we didn't say anything other than should we call Mm -hmm. and let's call and mike had started to walk away like i said maybe 20 paces Mm -hmm. And Jasper basically lifted up his head, got up. Shook himself. Shook he did himself. this doggy shake, you know. We um, kind of looked at us a little bit. And I put his halter on. I <laughs> walked him out of the pen. Yeah. And he started to reach down for for food yeah, instantly. Yeah, he just to eat grass. And I was like, I, I was just like, you know, <laughs> I was like, wow, God. So he couldn't mm-hmm. eat, though. And even as he was walking out of the pen, which was maybe, I don't know, five steps or six steps or something from where he was laying right, to where we yeah. could get, open the gate and take mm-hmm. him out of the pen. So he was, his mouth, he was just, he was just bleh, bleh, moving his mouth and trying to move his mouth. And on, in the natural, I was just thinking his mouth was dry. I it mean, I think. dry as a cork, yeah. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, his his yeah, his mouth had been open and he was so close to being dead that <laughs> that he couldn't, you know, his mouth was just dry. Right. So he tried to reach down, like I said, and get food right away from, mm-hmm. you know, the grass and stuff that was right there by his pen. And he actually grabbed a part because he's really heavy. I mean, he's a strong horse and they oh know he's <laughs> when he puts you his know, head down he, to eat grass, you follow him. Well, you know, we've, you <laughs> know, we're like, working Fuck. on, you know, having him like not always like, but he's strong. I mean, he's oh, a strong man. horse. He's like Mike said, he's probably 1300 pounds. Yeah. So he was like probably hungry too at the time, which is, if you know anything about horses, if you've ever been involved in horses and some of our, our, um, our followers do have horses and, mm-hmm. and know a bit about horses that, this isn't a situation that normally happens when you have a horse like no. that's in this situation. So no. I let him like 
Well, he let himself basically <laughs> grab a little bit, but he couldn't keep it in his mouth. I mean, he yeah. just tried to chew on it, and then he'd spit it out. And I'd say he was able to manage to do that with me, actually trying to not let him probably about four times or something. And then right. I started the walking, which is just something that you would do in the, mm-hmm. in, in a situation like that. Right. And Mike got olive oil ready. Yep. So we gave him some olive oil. Mm-hmm. and yep. we gave him the oil. He... Just more or less as a precaution, I think. Well, at that point, yeah. Well, and we still didn't have all the information at that point, but we gave him the olive oil and... Well, and then he would have needed that anyway right away just because his mouth was so dry and he was trying to eat. I think it helped him. I think so. I think the olive oil helped him as far as just... So there's a situation where you're in listening to the Holy Spirit where you're in thinking only things in the natural. Mm -hmm. And in the natural, you wouldn't let him eat. Right. You know, you would withhold food for, I don't know how long, but for a while. Right. At least until you it knew his bowel so, was, start, was starting to work again. It right? was so dramatic. Oh. The, the death to life that we knew mm-hmm. that, that a miracle had happened. Yes. We basically, after we gave him some olive oil, he actually started to chew on a little bit of grass. And we kept walking him, so it, it wasn't mm-hmm. like I was letting him have very much. Right. And you could, I stopped him a time or two, mm-hmm. and we checked, and he had gut sounds mm-hmm. that had started. Yeah. He, do we want to just mention that he had? <laughs> well, you know, one thing, too, with the colicky horse, when they're coming out of it, you can tell because they'll either they'll either pee or they'll, their bowel will move. You can tell they will either have a big poo or they will pass gas. It's and more that than the urination. But well, oh, yeah, he had to pee. Yeah, he had <laughs> he, to go. He stopped, so. and then he's peeing, and the gas is coming out. And we're like, I looked at Mary Jo, and I said, ain't nothing wrong with that horse. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I, you just don't have all the understanding of right. what was going on physically, right. physically in his body. Uh-huh. But he did. I mean, he stopped, and that was something that happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he did pass quite a bit of gas, which, oh, yeah. like, you know, more than you'd normally hear a yeah. horse pass, because a lot of times you don't, a lot of times you never even hear him pass gas. Sure. But sure. So needless to say, we kept walking him for a little while, mm-hmm. and then he wanted to eat more. Mm-hmm. So I started to let him eat more, and I think we yep. let him eat grass for maybe 15 minutes, yep. probably. About that. We you know, we'd walked him for a little while and we let it, then we let him eat grass. And then mm-hmm. it was like, he was good to go. His gut sounds were like awesome. Right. We, his color was great. Oh yeah. His, his coat went from that dingy, yucky mm-hmm. color that I was talking about earlier to shiny jet black. His belly was back to normal size. I mean, yeah. It was dramatic. Yeah, so we basically, yeah, obviously we're praising God, thanking him for the miracle. Mm-hmm. We put him back in his pen, gave him his food, and basically we treated him exactly like he was, he was whole. like he was normal, mm-hmm. that nothing had happened at that yeah. point. We just, we just praised God for the miracle, yeah. and we went up and checked him later. Yeah. He's just happy as a clam, and he he's eating continued hay. to be eating. He was yeah, yeah happy, went. and every and all was normal, and he has been great since that. And uh, do you want to share <laughs> a little bit about? Yeah, well, early in the year, uh, I was right after I think it was it was in the spring. Mm-hmm. We noticed that early he early was, spring. Yeah, he was 
a few years ago, well, quite a few, I think it was three when he had the bout with the EPM. When he was three years old? Yes. And he's 12 now, just yeah. for a reference. So that's nine years ago, and he had a bout with this. It's a neurological disorder in horses called EPM. You can take a look at it, and it can be kind of an ugly thing. But through prayer and and work and prayer and work, he we had brought him out of it, praise God, or God had brought him out of it, you know, us and God together. It seemed like in the spring he was relapsing, mm-hmm. and he was getting really skinny. He was looking like he was having some muscle loss and things like that, and we're like, oh, boy. So we had that going on from then until that day, right? And he'd been out on grass in the pasture. Normally that's like if a horse is out on grass in the pasture, they're looking fabulous, Right. right. That's just their natural way of life is they go out. They and look healthy there. Their weight is good. His weight was down. Yes. I guess that's what we're trying to say is mm-hmm. that he didn't look. Well, Mike actually hadn't rode him all year no. because he just didn't look healthy enough to carry Mike right. to ride. I probably rode him three times. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, he wasn't where he needed to be, I guess right. you might say. No, he definitely wasn't. But um, so... After God raised him up, I looked at him and I went in and I just pet on him and loved on him. And I said, you know what? I said, God raised this horse up whole. That's what Mike immediately started speaking out of his, his mouth and he raised him up whole. Yes, because when God does something like that, he doesn't just do it part way. I mean, it's just think about this biblically, okay? Go back to Acts chapter 14 where Paul and the disciples are there, Paul and Barnabas are preaching, and they stoned Paul, Mm -hmm. right? They drug him out of town thinking he was dead. I think we've told this story on a podcast before. It's like these people knew what they were doing, okay? When God raised Paul up and he went back into town, Paul didn't have a limp. He didn't have a headache. He didn't need ibuprofen. He didn't need Advil. He still didn't have an eye hanging out of the side of his head or whatever, You know what I mean? He went in whole. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at the horse and I said, you know what? God doesn't do anything like that. Just half baked. I mean, it is whole. He raised that horse up whole. And I'm constantly saying that. Mm -hmm. I'll be thanking God, just, just praising God. Every time I see that horse, we are looking at a walking, breathing miracle Mm -hmm. in our midst, you know? And it's just, it's been amazing. So I'm going to share about two yeah. weeks after mm-hmm. the the night of the 26th, you could Jasper getting raised from the dead. You could visually see that Jasper was, was oh, I mean, you man. could see it all, you know, coming on. But two weeks after, you could definitely tell there was a difference in his weight. Yep. He looks better. I mean, mm-hmm. he was starting to get a little bit of covering, more covering on his hip bones. Yeah. And this is being on hay. And not full-time hay, I mean, because you don't, we don't right. have hay. In, we have hay in, in front of them most of the time, but it's not like they have like a round bale hay or, you know, yeah, where they have hay in front of them yeah, all not, the time. Not like he can just gorge himself on hay. Yeah, and it's not like they're in pasture where they're mm-hmm. getting that nutrients from grass. Mm-hmm. He looked better in two weeks than he's looked all year, Yeah, which is awesome. And Mike actually has started to ride him. He's probably ridden him six times in the last two weeks. Yeah. And he's continuing to look better. Yeah. Like the top of his hip bone 
right in the center. Mm -hmm. I mean, we looked at it tonight and it's basically covered, which as before covered you with could muscle, see, yeah. you could see both sides of the top of his hip bone right mm -hmm. in the center. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, and he rides great. I mean, you could not tell that there was at any point in his life, anything wrong with that horse. You know, I, he, he just, he just goes, he's happy. He's enjoying life. He loves it. I mean, and so do we. So we wanted to share with you this mm -hmm. miracle and how how thankful we are to God for what he did. Right. I want to go back to our reaction. Mm -hmm. Okay. We were we were peaceful. You were peaceful. Psalm 46. I was, go I ahead. I was peaceful, but when he nickered at me, I did start to cry. <laughs> yeah, you kind of. Because it looked... It looked just looking at it yeah. in the natural. It was time to cry. Yeah, yeah, it was because we were going to lose our big boy, and that, but check this out though, Psalm chapter forty six verse ten. Uh, we'd had I don't remember. Ex oh, it was, maybe it was Mike Martin when he was sharing about what he had heard about this verse. It says, "Let be and be still, mm. and know, recognize, and understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth." That's exactly what happened with this horse. We let God be God. The way Mike put it was to kind of just let it, let it go, let it drop, turn, and walk away from it. So if we let anything go and anything drop and turned away from it, it was the constant fellowship with, oh, this horse is going to die. You know, we didn't. We prayed. We spoke out words of life, words, positive words of life, words of affirmation. We cursed what needed to be cursed. We cursed the spirit of death, all right? When the spirit of death left, all it was for, was left to do was for him to get up and be whole because God raised him up and made him whole. So be encouraged by that too. But yeah, every day, folks, we go out and... I look at that big horse and I see a literal miracle in our life. And that's powerful. So we hope you enjoyed hearing about this. And yeah, we hope we, it blesses you and we hope it gives you faith and encourages you to believe for miracles in your life too. God's a miracle working God. Mm -hmm. If he says he will bless your livestock, you can count on it. So we hope this story blesses you and it, it encourages you. It encourages you to believe for miracles because God's a miracle working God. Yes. And we have so many opportunities to utilize the word of God. So mm -hmm. again, learn, um, get in your Bible, learn mm -hmm. more about the God's words and yes. how that you can use those in situations where you need the word of God right. to, for a miracle to happen. Amen. Thanks Amen. for joining us, everybody, and we will look forward to chatting with you next time. Thanks so much.